Hello and welcome to the Heart of Titus with Dan and Tony. And we are super excited that you are with us again for this episode as we talk about the end times, but we're going to do it in a little bit of a different way. We want to encourage you to stay awake as Paul told us that we need to be awake and sober at looking at the end times and the things that are coming. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Um, I'm, I'm excited too, Dan. I mean, we're um, it's kind of like we're trying to encourage everybody to avoid Satan's anesthesia yeah. that he wants to conk you out spiritually uh, with all the stuff that'll be going down in the future and really some stuff that's going on in our lives right now. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to part one of our series here, I encourage you to go back and we do a lot of the setup where we explain how and why and what we're doing uh, on this uh, series. And I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But we want to jump right into it this week. We really want to get going. And uh, we kind of left off because Jesus told us that there's going to be a time of deception and we kind of want to start right there and that we should be avoiding deception and how we're going to do that. And what is that even going to look like? Because when you're deceived, you're deceived, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, we kind of left off with uh, a passage in Second Thessalonians 2, where it says that uh, not only will Satan work over, over time to deceive us um, when he shows up in the form of the Antichrist in that spirit, um, but God himself will send a powerful delusion to all those who refuse to love the truth. Right. Um, and, you know, man, we're talking some pretty deep stuff here. It's, uh, you know, when God himself wants to deceive you because you're not responding right to the revelation of who he is and what truth is. Um, well, this is part of the preparation process. And so uh, getting back to what we also mentioned last time in Matthew 24, which we're going to use kind of as our base text in Matthew 25 uh, during this series, you know, the disciples said, hey, you know, when is this temple going to be knocked down that you're talking about? And what's the sign of your coming and of the, of the age? And he didn't tell them when, but he told them what they needed to do. What they needed to do is make sure that nobody deceived them. Make sure you're not tricked. Make sure you don't think that you're all righteous and everything when you're really not. And because that's what Satan wants to do. And then he goes on to explain some of that. So let's go there now, Dan. Uh, why don't we take a look at uh, oh, part of where we are today? Yep. In verse five, it says, uh, for many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ and will lead many astray. Well, there's a lot of false teachers. They may not stand up and beat their chest to say, I'm the Messiah, uh, so even right. though there are some that do that. But we're just talking about people that teach stupid stuff that yeah. leads your heart astray. And I'm not right. going to get into all that right now because that's um, that's, that's a rabbit trail. Yes, we could take a we we could spend a whole <laughs> podcast just on be wary of the deceivers. Yes, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, and see that you're not alarmed for this must take place, but the end is not yet. I don't know about you, Dan, but I'm seeing Jesus saying this here. Look, you're going to hear about all kinds of stuff that's going to be scary, and it's going to make you think that I'm coming back soon. But He's saying I'm not coming back soon just because you hear about that stuff. So why would Jesus tell us not to get all worked up over these things? And I think it's because, you know, when you're, you can't keep a high level of adrenaline or stress going all the time. Right. So, you know, what, Dan, what happens to us when we're stressed out? Well, yeah, you just, you start questioning number one, everything. 
Um, you have no rest. You have no peace. Uh, when you're stressed out, um, it's bad for your health. Um, you're short with people. You can't show love because everything's driving you nuts. So you can't show love to people because you're already stressed. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. So if you're at a, a 10 emotionally at all times, you don't get a whole lot accomplished. And Jesus had something for us to accomplish and to do. So if we're, if we're always on the edge of our seat, thinking that it's any second now, um, it's going to actually hinder our ability to do and have the peace of God in us and do what he's called us to do. Oh yeah. And it, and it wears you down. Oh my gosh. You know, when you're on that constant state of alert and readiness, I mean, when you're, you know, your adrenaline's pumping and pumping and pumping, eventually you just crash. Eventually mm -hmm. you just let anything roll over you because you just got to get some rest and some peace. And mm -hmm. that is, uh, Jesus does not want us in that kind of spiritual state. He wants us to be within ourselves at all times. He wants us to always have the joy of the Lord as our strength. And it's hard to maintain joy, maintain your joy. I mean, I mean, quite honestly, when if you're staring at CNN or Fox all day long um, and you're watching about all the, the negative things and all the hypocritical things that are being pointed out, I mean, it could, it could just make you crazy. It can make you mad. Um, it, and then eventually that anger goes to frustration right. and it goes to depression. You know, you can't serve Jesus well if you're in a depressed state. And so the Lord in his kindness is telling us, look, man, you're going to hear about all kinds of stuff. Right. Don't let don't let it get to you because these are just the beginning of the birth pains. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself there. He says for verse seven, um, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. I mean, this is all horrible stuff. He says all these are but the beginnings of the birth pains. Right. In other words, okay, we're in a process here. Uh, I am coming back. I am going to set all things right. I am straightening things out. And sometimes it's going to feel a little uncomfortable, maybe a very uncomfortable, but don't think that I'm coming back yet. Don't right. get yourself all worked up over that. Yeah. Well, I, I love, um, what you put here. You said, uh, one of the things you wrote me was that it's, it's like a false alarm and there's yeah. nothing, you know, you think about it. How many times, you know, you're in a, uh, in a situation I, I remember in dorm living um, is that, you know, if the fire alarm went off and then the fire alarm went off and the fire alarm went off and eventually you're just on edge of the fire alarm are always going off. But then you don't actually notice when there actually is a real fire and how to deal with because you've been so worked up in the false alarms and the false things that are going on. So um, true that. Yeah, so you got to pay attention, but you can't be inundated with all these things because, you know, Jesus is telling us it, it's going to happen. I can remember uh, reading some of the, the works that were written back during the World War One time and how, you know, it was the end of the world because you had, uh, you know, the, the setup of Gog and Magog and all this other stuff. And then you had um, in World War Two, and then the, the fighting went down into Africa. And that was kind of people were talking about the coming from the east and coming from the and it's like okay jesus is telling us whoa slow down slow down you know these things are going to happen there's going to be wars there's going to be rumors of wars there's going to be nations rising against nations uh famines earthquake pestilence these things are going to be the natural things that are going to happen in a fallen world 
No, that that's so true. And the problem is that these things have an, the ability to impact us emotionally and therefore distract us. Right. But Jesus warned us above all things, don't be deceived. Don't be led astray. The main object of our life is a pure and simple devotion to Jesus, loving God, loving our neighbor. If I am so captivated by watching Fox News every night that I can't find the time or the energy to find to use the gifts that God has given me to go out and serve him and his people, then I am being led astray. Mm. It's kind of like the teenage kid who comes to the dinner table, which is supposed to be a place. The purpose of the dinner table is not just to give yourself fuel and food to go on living. It's for the, it's a place for the family to reconnect and see how everybody's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. But when the teenager's sitting there with his smartphone and he's texting his girlfriend and he's looking at TikTok, you know, and YouTube shorts, um, then this is, and the mom says, Hey, you know, uh, look at me. I'm here talking with you. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's being distracted mm -hmm. from the main purpose of that activity. Right. And in the same way, we cannot let the smartphone of the end times to distract us from our primary purpose and calling, which is to love God and to love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, and it's so easy. And that's the thing. It's so easy because, um, it's, it's all around us. It's all around us every day. Um, can we go to, let's go to verse nine here. Yeah. And um, cause it says, then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Well, that gets exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good thing the Lord warned us about that. And, you know, Jesus said that um, because they, if, you know, if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. Right. Um, and, you know, this stuff is going on right now, even though um, we're not necessarily in the time of tribulation, at least I don't think we are. Um, but you can't tell that to um, many Christians who are being persecuted severely around the world. I was reading right. um, a report recently where the number of countries where it is where there's some level of persecution in the world has gone up from from 2014 there was 103 nations where christians were given a hard time by the government or otherwise and in four years i went up to 147 yeah um, i mean persecution of christians is increasing and so this is what you're talking about there in verse nine uh there are christians who are being handed over to death um in uh, yeah. muslim countries and some uh totalitarian countries um and even in um there's even some persecution going on in uh, Europe and places like that. And, you know, you know, we always have to be ready to give a reason for the hope that's within us. Right. right. And we always have to be ready um, in our hearts. And we were so closely connected with Jesus and so well fed by his word and so intimate with him in prayer that we, um, that if when the, when the squeeze comes that we react properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because when you stand for what Jesus stands for the uh, that's not what the world stands for uh, being humble and loving one another, they call it love, but they it's not love what they're calling love. Um, 
but what Jesus is asking about is, or asking us to do is to sacrifice for one another and to, um, but that's not what the world's asking for. Um, so tribulations in verse 10, at that time, many will fall away and will be, and will betray one another and hate one another. And I I'm seeing this now, um, <laughs> all over, uh, and, and we're starting to see, um, especially in the American church, but we've also seen it in Latin America as well. Right, Tony? Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of, um, you know, when people get pushed to their emotional brink, then they will do unusual things. Uh, and so betrayal, if you're, you know, if you're at the point where to save your own life, you have to, uh, turn over somebody who's uh, close to you, you know, and this this is a frankly a common human trait, but we're talking about times of desperation, mm-hmm. and that and I think that's why Jesus is trying to encourage us earlier to not get all riled up with the you know the big picture, you know wait for the picture to get really personal, which is what he's talking about here in nine yep. and ten. It's a real personal picture, and if you're not there I mean, right now, thank God in the United States we don't have to worry about much of this. Uh, there are some cases now where you can't really have conversations like you'd like to have with some of your family members who are on the other side of the fence they, about certain topics. They just, you know, you just can't do it. Yep. And so there's a breakdown of intimacy there and a beginning of division, but that's nothing compared to what some people around the world are dealing with. Uh, so yeah, you know, this, and what hurts more than betrayal? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the thing. And this is where I think that can bubble up inside of us as uh, on uh, unforgiveness, having offense and carrying offense and, and being a, you start actually separating yourself from the people that you should be ministering to because you you're, they're just gonna, they're just gonna hurt you anyways. You know? Well, yeah, that's, (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> you, know, the, you know, John Bevere years ago wrote uh, a book called The Bait of Satan, and, and, and it's just that idea of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely essential reading, a- absolutely essential understanding. If There are so many Christians who have forfeited God's grace in their lives by choosing to not forgive and to keep that, hold that grudge. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way you're getting through the end times if, if you don't decide to as what one of my pastor friends says is called preemptive forgiveness. Right. You've got to decide in advance that you are not going to let that offense stay because right. it's poison. So we're going to leave it right there for this week because we want to spend a little more time on this forgiveness, this preemptive forgiveness, because we know in the end times there are going to be many who are going to persecute us and come against us just because we believe in Jesus and we follow the words of the Bible. So if these podcasts are ministering to you, we want to know, leave comments, write us. You can email us at admin at heartoftitus.org. And you can also share this with a friend who might be needing these teachings and might need this encouragement. If you'd like to learn more about Heart of Titus Ministries and what we do, you can go to www.heartoftitus.org. Now, we thank you again for listening to the Heart of Titus podcast with Dan and Tony, and we look forward to seeing you again real soon. Bye-bye.